for man to have the freshness of the breath of God, it is now. Hallelujah. We need a rekindling of the Spirit of God in our lives. We need us understanding to be so committed to God. Many people are flapping to God on the basis of what they can get from Him. But there is something bigger than that. Praise the Lord. And we need to trust God to have the freshness of the Spirit to understand that. Shall we pray? Our God who has become our Father because of Jesus and your forgiveness of our sins. And because of your Spirit, we have been given with this eternal hope in you. This morning, speak to our hearts, Lord. Settle the matter with us that we may be focused And serve you aright. We are grateful to everyone that you have gathered here this morning. May your word and your will be done for us today. In Jesus name. And everyone said. You know. I am speaking the part two of our message last week. Faith is sustained by hope. You know, if you have faith in the Son of God and it is not stretching into eternal life, it is useless. And many people say we believe, we go to church, but there is nothing about the Son of God in their lives. Jesus, on the days of his life on the earth, he had gone to meet with a group of people and he had taught them for a long period of time and discovered that they were hungry. So he decided to feed them. He took few little pieces of bread and fishes because he's God he blessed it and gave unto his disciples to serve the people they served the people and everybody thousands of people everybody was well fed and so at the end of the day they have reserved food extra food and so everybody left whoever had to inherit the rest did but the following day the people were desperate because we haven't seen such a thing before that a man should feed such thousands of people And still have extra one because we saw the bread with our eyes. And the fishes. Who is this man? So the following day, they started running around looking for him. 
We want the man who can do this miracle and to feed us and to continuously feed us that we will never be hungry again. Do you know life is like that? Many people are coming to God because they need help. Many people are in the church or even may may be called Christians because they need help from God. Not so much us for eternal life and to focus. And so the Bible says, They went to a spot looking for Jesus. They didn't find him. Went to another spot looking for Jesus. They didn't find him. They crossed over on the river to the other side looking for Jesus. Finally, when they found Jesus, very interesting. Now they are asking, where have you been, master, that we've been looking for you that we could not find you? In John chapter 6, verse number 25. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Hallelujah. Which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. Listen here carefully in this short moment of time I have. What is your purpose of looking for Jesus? That he will be a God... Who will see to it that you are protected? Who will see to it that you are fed? Who, is, who will see to it that you are delivered from everything which he can do and he does it? Hallelujah. But I want you to stretch your faith to what he said. Don't look for me because of the bread you ate. The bread you ate will go into your stomach. It will come down. It will be of no benefits. But I am more than the bread that you ate. I am more than what you think you need. I am more and I can give you life eternal. So if you are looking for me, look for me on the basis of the fact that I will give you eternal life. Praise the Lord. How I pray that today's Christians everywhere in the world will begin to seek Jesus 
not only for what they can get from him, but only for the eternal things that he is preparing for us. It's very, very important. That's why we don't see too many people who are carrying the life of Christ in our day. People have become very callous. People have become very wicked. People will fight over properties against the will of man, against the principles of God. People will do everything because that's what we want. No, there is something bigger than that. We need Jesus who will give us eternal life. Praise the Lord. You're looking for me. Not because, in fact, the registration of the miracle should be the object, should be the matter, should be the thing that should stir you up and to bring you to the understanding that who is this man? I want to know him. I want to be closer to him. I want to understand him. Those signs that took place were only to register, Jesus was establishing, were only to register that you have seen the man who can give you eternal life. He is the one you need, not only, for, not only bread for today. Bread today, bread today is nothing. Bread today is nothing. Bread today is nothing. You need the man who gives eternal life. And he shot through with such a powerful statement. You're looking, you are seeking me because of, uh, because of the food. No, not because of the bread. Man will give you life. In Romans chapter 8, we read from verse number 20. Four and 25 the other day I just want to retreat something there quickly and then we would for we were saved in this hope but the hope that is seen is not hope for why does one still hope for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. I want to take that portion. We eagerly wait for it with perseverance. We eagerly wait for it with perseverance. We, we wait, we work, we, we anticipate, we lay our everything on the fact that he will come. So those people had eaten the bread. And they were chasing Jesus. But they were, in fact, they were not so enthused. If you read the whole chapter, it was so beautiful. Jesus has gotten to the point. He was trekking on a long journey. And these same people were following him and following him and following him. And then he turned and said to them, except you eat my, bra, my, 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 my body and drink my blood. You are not qualified. You are not part of me. They got very upset. 
Very, very upset. They left. He kept going. And then he turned only to discover that only few of his own disciples were left. Jesus is wonderful. He has lost his church members. Huge church members. And they didn't bother him. And then he comes to say, you can also go. One of them stood quietly on behalf of all the brethren, looked at one another and said, to whom shall we go to? Seeing that you have the words of eternal life. You are the one we are looking for. You are the one who can make me walk aright. You are the one who can give me such a lively hope that absent from the body, I will be present with you. You are the one who, even if life treats me unfairly, I know for sure my future life will be great. You are the one who can show my heart. So I have nobody to turn to. He turned and they followed him. And all those people, today they are up there cheering us up. Guys, we are in a better place. We are waiting for you. Do your best not to follow or not to be a Christian because of what you can get, but be a Christian by walking aright and having your focus on him so that where, are, where we are, you would also be there one day. Praise the Lord. The hope of salvation has been lost on many people. The hope of eternal life has been lost on many people. But your faith in the Son of God now should stretch into eternal life of the things that you don't see, but they will surely happen. They will surely happen. Knowing that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. And when he is done, he will come back. And where he is, we shall be there also with him. Hallelujah. So because of that, let us not relent. Let's not give up. Even if we are going through sufferings in life, let's focus knowing that it shall end. You know, even Jesus himself, when he was on the earth, he did something tremendous, mind-blowing. In Hebrews chapter 12, Verse number 1 to 3. Especially the number 2. But let's start from. Therefore we also. You and me also. Since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let's lay aside every weight and sin. Which so easily ensnares us. And let us run the end. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking. Constantly looking unto Jesus. 
his example, the way he lived on earth, how he loved people, how he will not be mocked, he will be not be moved, how people ill-treated him and it didn't bother him. I mean, looking unto Jesus, everything that he did, let's look unto him until that has been imprinted upon us to live like him. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, now I love this portion. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame and has sat at the right hand of the throne of God. Something kept kept Jesus motivated. The joy that was to be revealed by the Father. The joy of sitting at the right hand of God. The joy of having everything under control under his feet. And you will see what the next scripture will say. For consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. No child of God should be discouraged in his soul. Tena, don't be discouraged in your soul. There is a greater hope ahead. None of us should be discouraged. Sometimes this world may give us up. We may go through sufferings and difficulties and rejections. That should not stop anybody from believing. You may be needing money. COVID had hit the whole world, especially Africans. We have had it tough. People are begging more to be able to have something to eat. But they shouldn't give up. Hallelujah. She didn't give up. After all, how many years on earth? And when we become unflinched, looking to say that one of these days this man would appear, we shall be doing well. When I look at the lives of these brethren, they focus so much on the Lord with such a committed heart to such an extent that nothing moved them. Some of them at the peril of their lives. They were told to reject God. They said, you cannot say that. Daniel, for example. Daniel was told in his face, an image has been erected by King Nebuchadnezzar and everybody is supposed to bow. Daniel said, there is only one God we bow to. So we will not do that. They said, you know something? Have you seen what we have prepared? If you disobey, you'll be finished. These people never loved their lives. They never. And I'm just praising and praying that that understanding will come to all of the children of God. You will never give up because of maybe somebody's little hate or somebody's little cheat or somebody's rejecting here. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Now Daniel said, what are you talking about? Now that you have made a thing open, it's okay. But for me, my focus, on, my focus is in, on this God whom I have known. Daniel goes to his house. He opens the window of his house. He now thinks that he does in secret, praying to his God in secret. He now lifts up his two hands and he prays to God. 
and then he violates the order of the king and he is collected to be put, to be punished and to be killed. Even there, God came and helped him out. Hallelujah. And I'm watching such people. I'm watching people who, who just listen to God once and will be so committed to obeying him. Ezekiel chapter, chapter 14 verse 14 will tell you that if God decides to even punish a nation, and then we have such people as Daniel, Job, and Noah, those people can only rescue themselves by their righteousness. What does that mean? Meaning that by their focus on the Lord, and they are walking in the righteousness of the Lord, even these three men, Noah, Daniel, Job, were in it. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord. So God is looking for a group of people who will be so God-focused. Who will walk as children of God, not church members. He is looking for people who will live righteously, who will live holily. In the midst of all difficulties, they will still stand and they will say, you know, because we know that a day is coming when we shall be raptured and we shall be with him forevermore. So we don't care. Nothing will push us from becoming low in our faith. Hallelujah. Today many people are still not in the flow. I was talking to a lady a few days ago. And then she said to me, she asked me a question. He said, how is church? And I said, church is fine. She said, I want to know after the pandemic, how is church attendance? I said, about 50%. She, she's a pastor's wife, eh? So then I said to her, what about you? She said, she smiled. <laughs> you know, she calls me Rev D. <laughs> Rev D. Oh, since pandemic, Sunday morning, I make my kenke. I cook my beans. I do this, I do this. The truth is that even me, I don't go to church, I'm backsliding. I said, ah, what happened? He said, the Sundays has become very nice. Because I'm able to do my everything. And I sat quietly and asked myself, ah, ah, so... This alone had thrown people's faith. And I said, what about Zoom on church and all of that? I just get so busy. Of course, she, was, she doesn't live here outside. And I said, that's not how I have known you to be. Don't change. That commitment that you had towards Jesus. Increase the momentum. Because... He will come. He will come. He will come. Even if nobody believes it, I believe he will come. So I'm getting myself ready. Some of these brethren, they were so committed. They were committed that the world didn't mean anything to them. They were so committed that no matter what you did, Noah, Noah was just told, you know, just prepare an ark. It was sunshine. Prepare an ark because I'm going to punish the whole world. 
because of their sins and they are not hearing your preachings, prepare an arcade. Noah went about preaching and still preparing. Oh, it didn't mean anything. But he believed the one who has said it and had his faith in him and trusted that those things that he has said, he was able to do it. He prepared it until the day that he entered the ark and then the rain came. I was asking myself, so what will the people do? So what this man was saying was the truth. We ought to live our lives in a manner that we will not be moved by anything. Likewise, Job. Job was a very nice brother who has been blessed with riches. Was doing very well in the blind side of his life. Satan was negotiating with God and telling God that Job is serving you every day, worshiping with his children and making sacrifices simply because you have lavished him with all of your goodness. And God says that, Satan, you don't know what you're talking about. The man is not worshiping me because of what he has. And then he dared the Lord by saying, if you allow me to just, 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 just let him go through sufferings a bit. And Job had to go through all kinds of things. All kinds of tight, tight situations. Until his own wife said, Abba. Came to him and said, Papa Job, we can't continue like this. I'm tired of cleaning you up. Give up and curse this your God. You know, I love the answer that he gave. He said, don't talk like a foolish woman. Because you are foolish to thinking that life is only here. Focus on the one who can give you eternal life. Didn't she? Didn't know. In Job's case, God restored. And the man became rich again and lived in peace. But his heart was on the God who could protect and who could give him eternal life. This morning, what kind of Christianity are you paddling? Is it a Christianity that when things are fine, you are fine? When things are difficult, even Jesus saving us, he had to go through sufferings. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 will tell you, to have many sons and daughters to glory, to this eternal life, it came by suffering. For it was fitting for him to whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect only through suffering. So whenever you are suffering, it doesn't mean that you should give up. Neither should it mean that God is not real. God offers more than that. He offers eternal life. Praise the Lord. As I come to a close, and we enter into a short time of thanking God for the life of our dear brother Alfred. Think about it. So many of us, we are not sure whether we are Christians or not. Oh, don't do that. 
Commit yourself to him that is able to keep you from falling. Focus on him whose instructions will let you walk righteously. Never give place to any work of the flesh. But seizing in the spirit, serving the Lord fervently. Whether rain or shine. We will serve the Lord. Entertainer, you will serve the Lord. It has been difficult, I know. But you will serve the Lord. Why? Because you have a hope which is eternal. That hope will bring you such a glorious thing. I said to the brethren in the first service, when I read Bible and I see what God is preparing for his sons and daughters, I see, I ask myself, what is it that we are doing on earth that will be commensurate to what shall be revealed to us? God is preparing something Booming. All we need to do is to love him. Serve him. Even if people don't believe, when they look at us, the effect of God upon us should affect them so much that they would say, I want to be like you. Now, one of the testimonies that I so desire that should happen is that people should look at you and say, I want to be like you. Why? Because you want to be like Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And so in this my simple message, let's love the Lord. Let's be obedient to him. Let's be, keep focusing. Even when it is difficult to do so, hold on tight. The Bible says, lay hold on eternal life. Because you know, nothing is important to me anymore than to know him and to serve him. God bless you. I made it on this time so that Pastor Ben Paul would come and God bless you.